0: Welcome to the YSM podcast. I'm your host Austin Williams. With me today is a special guest. Mm. Mm. He's handsome. <laughs> Let me just say, I so I've known how long have I known you since I was since you were born. Is that right?
1: Yes, almost. <laughs> you were you were young.
0: I was I was in fifth grade, sixth grade.
1: You looked eight, no matter what grade it was. Thank you.
0: Do I still <laughs> do I still look that?
1: No, you looked ten.
0: Oh, thanks. I'm, I'm making it up. This is Kyle Edinfield. Good morning. The Kyle Edinfield. He is our first ever guest on this podcast, ever.
1: I am extremely honored I to be the first guest.
0: You're like um, when Jimmy Fallon took over uh, The Tonight Show and, mm-hmm. and his first guest was Will Smith. Thought, <laughs> who's my Will Smith?
1: Oh, my gosh. You're comparing. Well, here's the story. From now, nah, we're not even going to nah, go there. I
0: might no. get copyright.
1: Um, mm. But <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing on the podcast. But you're going to get your first podcast ever taken down immediately. <laughs> Way to go, Kyle! Get that
0: expletive mark <laughs> from Will Smith. All right. So anyway, we have Kyle here. Uh, he's our first guest. Super excited to have you. So, Kyle, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about your life, and then we're just kind of, kind of go back and forth, talk about some things. Um, I think people are just interested to hear your perspective. So, Kyle, if you don't know, then I'll let him tell the rest. I'll kind of, I'm gonna throw this up. If you'll just slam it back down. Okay? Got it. You slam Got it, it in the. Goal. It's called an alley oop. Oh yeah, okay. So I'm learning Got basketball it. stuff. I've been watching the Hawks. Yeah, they're, they're horrible.
1: They're maybe not the best team to watch, <laughs> no. but okay. But they're my horrible team. Um, Trey Young, bring it! Come on! Come
0: on with it! Um, so uh kyle i've known him like i said since i was probably 10 11 years old mm-hmm. uh when he was you were 18 i think when we
1: yeah i started um working with your dad when um, i was 17 years old wow just out of high school that's
0: right so uh known kyle a long time obviously um so kyle's worship leader uh very creative works at uh, midway church that's right and uh how long you been at midway
1: uh this will be my seventh year in that's August. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's really wild.
0: I am like I. it feels like yesterday when you were like, Hey, I'm going to Midway <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'll miss you. <laughs> D- wh- where are you going? You're- Midway. Oh, okay. Well down the road. Yeah. And then and then I moved to North Carolina and then it yeah. just everything's a blur. So dude, that's crazy. Seven years. Seven years. I've been here five years. Dude, I have four kids now.
1: <laughs> five kids. Four girls.
0: Dude, when you weren't even dating your wife yet when i that's right when we met because we weren't allowed to you weren't that's right you weren't you were not allowed uh and now here you are married with four kids kyle tell uh tell these people a little bit about yourself tell them about how you came into leading worship how you became the goat oh my gosh of worship leading you're gonna learn people on this podcast that i like over compliment every every (laughs) single guest i'm gonna do it because i mean it. i really do kyle in my opinion it's one of the things we love about you well i appreciate it or hate, we'll find out. But um, that makes us feel good. Uh, Kyle, tell them about yourself, your come up, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually grew up around Douglasville, and uh, that's where I had a kind of my first real platform to lead worship and get most of my training. Um, I had an opportunity at a young age to uh, kind of jump in a youth group and play, and I. At the time, had no no business to be up on stage, but I had a youth pastor, which you know a lot of us have had that believed in us and empowered us, and uh, his name was Kevin Price. Shout out, <laughs> Kev, love you. I know Kevin's are just uh, rampant There's here in so West Georgia. Kev- so many Kevin's are pastors, <laughs> right? And uh, and so I like I kind of dabbled with, with guitar some, and um, you know learned the the typical like Iron Man was my first song um, mm. that, that I learned how to play, and then. Um, started going to youth group, got involved there, and uh, Kevin allowed me to play one night because uh, he saw that um, I was kind of starting to write some music, and um, getting up there to play that first song that I wrote was just major. Again, yeah. this was like... Uh, a great youth group that was growing, and there was a lot of students there, and musically, I didn't necessarily have the right to be up there because even the band they had was incredible, but Kevin was a guy to empower people, and so he allowed me that opportunity, but that kind of catapulted me into being better and learning more, and so from then on, I wanted to do worship music, and I did everything I could to play with that band. I got up there, and I played um, with the band for a while, but I was unplugged, so I had the opportunity to kind of grow You know, without like kind of bringing them down, so
0: they didn't even put you through the system. No, I wasn't even in
1: the system. I was just up there playing. But that's brilliant. But yeah, it's incredible. Um, Like looking back now, I was like, whoa, what what a move. At
0: first, you're like, hey, that that hurts. But but now,
1: no, listen, man, I was just excited to be in the same room with that band. They were so good. So to be up there was a big deal, and. Honestly, because he allowed me that, that's what catapulted me into, like, I'm going to spend every moment after I get home you know, from school and and learn how to play these songs. And so um, that happened, and then I moved to Florida and kind of was just yanked out of everything I knew, family, friends, all those things. And um, the, re- the reason why that's so pivotal is, like, um, I think I would have ventured into sports in high school and different stuff because I, I love to play football, but moving away from everything I knew pushed me deeper into music, and there was an emotional connection, um, and so I spent a lot of time in my room playing guitar, and so honestly, that that move, even though it ended up being a great move, and I learned a ton of things from it, at first, it was so emotional that I connected to music, and then you know that kind of led to me kind of taking this a little deeper, and then uh, fast forward a couple years, moved back to Georgia two and a half years later, and then that's when um, I met your dad, and he offered me a position as intern at a first Baptist Douglasville leading the student band. And that was kind of my first actual job as a worship leader. Mm.
0: So I know you did that for a while. Yeah. And, uh, one of my earliest memories, and I don't know what, listen, I, we could both be fired from doing this podcast. <laughs> I, I'm just letting you know. So I'm just going to bring up things. Let's, and let's throw it out. Let's there. just throw it up. See what happens. I know you have a family. Um, yeah. but I, they don't have to eat. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so one of my earliest memories of Kyle was, so I had a lot of, uh, I think I've mentioned this on here before, I'm not really sure, maybe in my my intro episode, um, but there were key um, men in my life that have driven me to where I am and where I'm going. So I've always said, like, guys like you, uh, Thad Brown, what's up, yeah. uh, uh, Ryan Finn, mm-hmm. Adam, uh, and of course my dad, but, mm-hmm. um, these certain guys that I would like look up to, like, okay, how can I learn from each one of these dudes that, uh, have a interesting perspective, which again, has always been interesting to me, uh, perspective. And one of the ones you brought to the table was, uh, being different and, and <laughs> not in a bad way. <laughs> Explain. Explain <laughs> not not different. In a bad way. Uh, well, I mean, maybe to some people, but not to me. Uh, <laughs> but one, one time Kyle, uh, I don't know if you bought it or i bought it i don't know what happened but we oh, went to man. again kyle was an intern uh for the student ministry we were in extreme life and uh <laughs> kyle i don't know if you bought it or i bought it but somehow i ended up with a pink atlanta braves hat yeah and i remember i was like dude i don't know if i should wear this because at that point pink had become this kind of like trendy thing for a guy to wear you know yeah. what i'm saying like like a lot of men were like oh you i wouldn't wear that you know but right. But I was like, "No, it's cool. You know, I've got yeah. this pink polo t-shirt. This pink Abercrombie button-down. You know what I'm saying?" They were very cool. It was yeah. cool. And uh I put on this pink Braves hat. And man, I got some junk for it. I mean, people
1: so so I I do remember that. <laughs> okay. Let me let me clear it up. I didn't buy it for you. Uh you bought it, but I said it looked cool. That's right. And then your dad asked me why. <laughs> that was the thing. Because I dad's listen I, to this. I really I thought it looked great. Like and you're yeah, right. And that. at the time, like Pink had kind of made this comeback where it's like, hey, it's cool to wear pink, even if you're a dude. And I thought the hat looked cool
0: on you. So I wore this hat and I got a lot of it. <laughs> I got a lot of hate from it from other men. And Kyle was the one that I considered a fantastic influence. But some people were like, Don't let him influence <laughs> you to to wear that hat. He's but, got tall hair. He's got, that boy's got tall hair now. Don't listen to him. Really tight jeans. <laughs> his, his pants are too tight. Um, it's cutting off the circulation and thinking. <laughs> but I, wore, I, I did, though. I still wore it anyway because I was like, no, if Kyle thinks it's cool, it must be cool. That's, that's, oh, but I think man. a lot of people, and you're going to hate me talking about this, I think a lot of younger people think that way, especially with you. When you say something, people are like, oh, it must be true. I mean, you could just straight up lie to them. You could look them in the face and be like, dude, uh, man, I'll tell you one, one thing right now Creed's the best band oh, to ever man. come out And they'd be like hey, Well, that must be true You know And and they'll listen to Creed Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put that weight on me, Ricky Bobby <laughs> So, uh, horrible illustration But um,
1: uh, You should have said Nickelback
0: uh, Nickelback yeah. Ah, man, yeah, same thing <laughs> um, So, anyway So, uh, a lot of funny memories with Kyle Growing up So, you were at Douglasville for how many years? I was there for seven years. Seven years. Yeah. And now you've been at Midway seven years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Am I about to leave? <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Breaking news <laughs> on my podcast. Thank you for that, man. The I'm, perfect number. <laughs> I'm going to get some hits on this one. This
1: is a application for my next job. I can guarantee you seven years.
0: Tad, Chad, please, please don't be mad at me. I'm just asking the questions. Okay. Uh, so, uh, did I say Tad? <laughs> you said Tad and Chad. <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. That could oh, have been man. weird. I'm not even editing this. No, this you going shouldn't. going out the way it is. Todd? Dad? Todd? <laughs> dad? It's authentic. We're Thank you. This. Um, it's an
1: authentic podcast. I
0: knew this would be like trouble. Um, anyway, so uh, Kyle's not leaving as far as I know, but uh, was at Douglasville for seven years. You were also, so you, when you came in, there was a band there already, yeah. right? A worship yeah. band for the youth. And then you kind of helped with that until you kind of became the leader of that band. Is that correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So those guys were already leading and doing an incredible job. And, um, and looking back to, uh, you know, I even see how they got a lot of student involvement, which is major. And, um, if you're in youth ministry today, you know that if you can get students involved, then it's, it's going to run. Yeah, and we're so talk about that. they were doing a great job with that. Um, and then I, I think for me just coming in, like I was just a different flavor, you know, I was sure. something different. Um, I, you know, kind of lean more towards hype and, you know, kind of energy. And so uh, we complement each other well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the initial first goings there.
0: Absolutely. And then I remember, um, so that was when, I mean, I was real, real young, fifth, sixth grade, when you came on board and then you started doing um, your thing, started leading the band. I can remember almost every single person in the band with you because my drive was to be in the band. Um, and we're going to talk about that. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so watching all that transpire now, then, then not only were you kind of leading the extreme life worship team band, whatever, um, you were also a part of another band called Stigwood. Oh my gosh. And some of my OGs listening are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Now I'm interested in your, um. thoughts on that because it was very, very different from what you do now, from what you're famous for now for doing it. D nows and camps all over the country. What you even went international. And we're going to talk about that too. At one point, uh, leading in England. Uh, I got to be there for that. Eden that, that was
1: awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, so we, you've done all these cool things. So you've become famous for being this worship leader, that style, that, that Hillsong is the grandfather of style of worship. But what a lot of people may not know is that you had a different style (laughs) when I first met you. Speak to that for me.
1: Let's talk about Stigwood. Okay. Um, So basically, my last couple years of high school, um, I was into this music that was so correctly titled Emo, Indie, Screamo. And so there was this, you know, real big emotional movement and rock music and um, with a lot of loud guitars and words that you couldn't understand. And part of that was just, like, some of those vocalists would scream. And I was into it, and mm-hmm. I, I, so much so that I created a band so that we could do that. And yes. it was Stigwood. And so we wrote these songs that um, were not good at all and <laughs> and played these concerts that were not good at all, but... There was a following, and uh, it because it was such a hype thing at that time. Um, there was a lot of house shows, and um, we, we'd get in there and just like go down to a basement, and a lot of people would come over, and then we'd plug up and play. And um, but the reason why it didn't work out is, as I was like, like leading Stigwood and doing Stigwood, um, I also had to lead worship on Sundays. And yeah. literally, when we'd have a show like Friday or Saturday, I, I would scream so much that I had no voice for Sunday. And right. so I had to stop Stigwood so that I could lead worship.
0: Yeah. And, and now look at you. I think I just think it's interesting because when I met you, so if, if you haven't met Kyle, again he's gonna hate this. But Kyle's just like one of those nice, genuine people, looks you in the eyes and makes you feel like you're the only guy in the room. Or girl or you know, anything. Uh but makes you just like you feel feel good about yourself. And so that's how I know Kyle, not to say that Stigwood didn't make me feel that way. But the first time you jumped onto a speaker and oh, almost man. threw your guitar on the ground and you screamed, I think it was in one of the hits, uh, Cadence Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was the name of one of the songs. I got a weird memory.
1: Dude, hit is, is such a wild term for that. <laughs> it was a hit
0: for us. But you, when you scream for the first time, I, if I can just speak my truth, Yeah. it frightened me. Yeah, I was. I was, scared. So, I was like, "That's not Kyle. That's not the Kyle I
1: know." I can I can speak to this. Austin is referring back to a time where I had been leading worship mm-hmm. at First Baptist Douglas for, for for a little while. Yeah, and we decided to have Stigwood one night, yeah. and um, so you know. The the team, the youth, the leaders—they were all acquainted with Kyle, the worship leader, but they had never seen Stickwood Kyle. And right. so, when I got up there and started different. screaming, <laughs> it was kind of like, "We don't even know this person. <laughs> Who is this Kyle guy?" Kyle has left the building. And let me say, like, the
0: screaming wasn't an angry
1: screaming. No, no, no. It no. was just—it was a very is just different. Music passionate scream. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: We were not used to it, and, no. and so when I first heard, <laughs> now I thought it was uh, like one of the dopest concerts I've ever. Because again, like the, <laughs> all these guys on stage playing in this Stigwood band, I was like fond of. I was like, man, these guys are so cool. And then you got up there do your thing. I was like. You know you're the reason I don't listen to country music. I am. Oh, man. I'm well, a man! Well, 26 year old grown man, and I still want like. I touch will it.
1: take full credit for that because <laughs> I don't think anyone should listen to country music. Just
0: I, I can't do it.
1: Little disclaimer.
0: Yeah. Now listen, if you're a country music listener too, get off the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. no <laughs> but if if you are, that's your thing, that's your vibe, and that's fine. I I don't care. Uh, Kyle feels a way about it. Uh, that's right.
1: Heaven's not for everyone. Oh my gosh, that was so intense. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: Not editing this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I like all of my friends did. All of my friends, mm-hmm. my my two best friends now from high school, still love and listen to country music, and I won't touch it. And it's because the guy that told me a pink hat looked dope on my head said, "No, I don't like country music." And I was like, "Yeah, me neither."
1: Totally. Man, I will, I will take that influence. All but I day. genuinely
0: don't like it. Like, it's not yeah. like nowadays. It's not like well, kind of like it. now, like. I just can't listen to it. Yeah,
1: you got your own opinion, and it's right. We just lost a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> we're in West Georgia. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We're in the
0: wrong uh, area for this. Um, so, okay, cool. So uh, let's move on from that. So you did Stigwood. Yeah. Uh, you led worship for seven years at Douglasville. Now tell me when – so uh, you kind of started um, kind of branding your worship band a little bit with, with Edenfield, right? Yeah. So Edenfield yeah. worship, Edenfield band, whatever – uh, you started playing at all these venues. Uh, you started playing at, at D-Nows and camps. And uh, how did all that transpire? Tell me about when when you started becoming the the Edinfield band, not just Kyle Edenfield, yeah. the worship leader at a church.
1: Um, I mean, honestly, it was it was just kind of a word of mouth thing. You know, we uh, we were doing all this stuff around Douglasville and um, had some pretty good success from it, and um, so we just kind of started playing out and even still to this day it's it's word of mouth you know it's through the friends and relationships that we've built i i would much rather do uh you know a pre-existing camp event denal that like we've done for years than mm-hmm. you know go and do brand new things only one time just cuz i i care about the relationship and um so that's what a lot of just Edenfield by itself is is just relationships and word of mouth that we made i'm i'm terrible at promotion and, you know, putting a website and all that different stuff out there. I just, I'm not, that's not my strength, sure. but, but I love to, you know, be a part of what people have going on. And so a lot of what we've done or pretty much everything is just through through word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and yeah.
0: That's why you have successful franchises like Cheddars. They're word of mouth. <laughs> and I love Cheddars. You know what I'm saying? It's the same. You're the Cheddars of worship.
1: Now a message uh, from our sponsor. <laughs> not Cheddar. sponsored. No free plugs.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> Um so uh so that's cool. So then you started doing Edinfield. Now, yeah. I want to talk to one of the coolest experiences that we a lot of us uh some people listening got to experience together was when we took this thing international baby. I mean, yes. we we left the states, across the pond, went to Manchester yes. in England and you led worship uh there along with my dad who spoke. That's right. Uh at these events, you all had this cool kind of one two punch. Um and we led in a pub, I think. Yes. one Yes, we got
1: saluted by some beers one night. We that did, was, yeah. That was, well, that's so I, interesting.
0: I ran words, so I felt, yeah, you did. I was a part of it. Uh, you were. Thank you, man. Um, yeah. See what I'm saying, guys? Like, I feel good now. Okay, okay, anyway, man, you were killing it back there, running lyrics with your pink hat. <laughs> no way, I wore that. <laughs> Too great. Uh, so we y'all had worship in England. Uh, talk about that experience, because lo- that was one of the I, one of my fondest memories of oh, all time man.
1: was being um, in England. Well, so, I mean, traveling abroad, at any you know, no matter what you're doing, um, I guess unless you're in prison, is, is really cool. Uh, so, Not at a you know, the the opportunity to go play music in England was just astonishing from, from the get-go. Yeah. But the fact that it was so professional and um, we had some people on the ground there that were from our church that had moved because of a, a job-related thing, and they were spearheading a lot of our trip and handled it very professionally and... You know to go there and have all this gear there waiting on us, and to be able to travel with our own guitars and pedal boards on a flight. Um, I mean, it was just the initial experience itself was amazing. But then we get there, and I, I think we were there like eleven days, and we played fifteen times. Like it was That's awesome. Yeah, we had we had such a cool experience there, yeah. and and God even opened these doors where um, like we were just supposed to be playing for some churches and then some community events, but then. Uh, on a pre-trip out there we got this opportunity to play at a school like mm-hmm. every day and it wasn't even a christian school it was a it was a public school and they had a um like religion class and so they thought it'd be cool to just give the opportunity to hear from our perspective as christians yeah um and so they allowed us to play in their like assembly and i mean this is a public school like yeah. you couldn't touch this in america now but in a post-Christian culture over there, it was like, hey, we'll let you kind of showcase what you guys believe. Yeah. And so that opened up an opportunity every day where we got to play there. And, uh, I mean, it was just unbelievable, the response we got. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but we, we went to that school, and they went nuts. Oh, like, I do, I'll never forget at, it. acted like we were the Beatles. Listen,
0: and, like, so this is a true thing. Like, we're not exaggerating what I'm what we're about to tell you we walked into the courtyard i'll never forget that <laughs> yes, we walked yes. into the courtyard and i did i felt like justice beaver justice beaver He's a crime fighting beaver <laughs> uh, I, I did. I felt like Justin Bieber. Like we. I mean, I. That's the most famous. It was. It was mob. Like it was. Th- there was literally. Seriously.
1: There was like faculty. I'm using my hands as if y'all can see them. There's faculty <laughs> holding students back, and they have yeah. pins and pieces of paper. We signed. They had no idea who we were. No. Never <laughs> heard we of love
0: us. Field, You know. Yes. It was but, like,
1: but because we were from America and possibly New York, they went nuts.
0: Everyone thought we were from New York. Yes. Uh, they all asked if we go to Walmart every day, <laughs> which they, we do, well, of course, and then uh, yeah, we, so we 're from New York, and we all know LeBron James, and we go that's right that's <laughs> and right. We get it So yeah, we walked into the courtyard and I, I signed someone 's shoe i 'm not even in the <laughs> band, like I, I signed a shoe, I signed papers, I signed uh, posters of not us, and uh, <laughs> I mean I'd I, I signed a lot of stuff, and I had all I did was run words. So, you know, imagine being Kyle <laughs> walking through. They were like, oh, my goodness. That's my uh... – it turns Australian and a little Scottish yeah. there when I do Dude, this is your podcast, man. Thanks, man.
1: You can go whatever you I want. You can do any accent. That's right.
0: Can... <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's All the right? base. <laughs> um, anyway, so so that was England. One, one of the best experiences of my entire life. Mm, same. Um, got to watch that. Uh, I think we grew a lot from that. 100%. Formed a lot right. of great relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, shout to Faith. Um faith. And uh Finley, her uh her husband. Yeah. Um old Faith. Faith. Faith in the Lord. <laughs> um sorry, I shouldn't inside Anyway, so um made some great relationships from just those eleven days. I think I was eighteen. That was my senior trip. I got to go and help out. Dude, what a what a senior trip. What a senior trip. So anyway, I went to Panama
1: City. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's
0: uh, that's West Georgia South. Yeah, that's, that's a that different is.
1: podcast right there. That's a way different. Podcast anyway, um,
0: so that was awesome. That was England, and then you've been at Midway uh, for the past seven years. So talk about that. Talk about your your the past seven years. You yeah. worship at your church.
1: So well, actually, I'd like to transition from like leading at FEC Douglasville to Midway because it's no, really important. This is my podcast. Okay, uh, when Just I started sorry. leading <laughs> no, at Midway, no, no do it. Now, no, so well I something that's so important about that is because um I like at at Douglasville like I kinda felt like I'd hit my lid and so I wanted to, you know, try something else and started praying about that with, with Jessica. And so we there was like a two, three year uh break where like I was just kind of contract leading worship and um I had always dreamed of doing that, but then once I was actually in it, um, it was it was tough. And yeah. the reason why that's so important is because um I realized the importance of community and mm. you know and why having kind of a, a home base um you know as in a church is mm-hmm. so important. Um and I didn't realize that until I'd lost my home base. Um and so we began looking for that and praying for that because uh though I could go somewhere every week and it was like hey man great job appreciate you and it was almost kind of like being a hero because you're in a different spot every week. And then, you know, over on the sideline is my wife, Jessica, who, um, not not that she needed to be recognized, but, like, she needed to be recognized as a person, as a part of, you know, a community. And so we struggled with that um, initially, and, and that really solidified why it's good to have a home base. And so that's what we started praying for. And literally, right after we started praying for that, this whole Midway thing came about, mm-hmm. and I got a call from... Um, pastor Todd and Pastor Rex, and they invited me. I had already been leading there a couple um, weeks out of the month, and they asked me to consider the position um, as worship pastor. And so um, that's what kind of led me there. And then uh, the rest is kind of history. From there, jumped in, and it was the biggest undertaking I've ever had in my life. And um, but you know, I had some good support around me, th- you know, through the years. Yeah. And um, I still am learning every week to this day. Yeah. And, but it's been an incredible ride, and I love what I get to do. I love my community. I love the team that I have. Um, we have some incredible worship leaders, uh, an incredible band there. And it, it's, more than, it's more than just that. Like the whole team um, is unbelievable, and I'm glad that I get to sit in and be a part of that. So.
0: Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, one of the things I like about Kyle, uh, and one thing I learned from him and also my dad, was uh, partnerships. In, yeah. in churches. Yeah. and Because it's interesting. I mean, it's not it, like Kyle leads for me on a Wednesday night here at First Baptist Villarica every now and then, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas I think, you know, six years ago, if even, you, you never would hear that from two churches, one that has a worship leader, one—you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they They yeah. kind of go over— you know, to their neighbor, so to speak, especially to six work. miles apart. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is very interesting the dynamic that we're able to have now because we grew up friends, and uh, you just don't see that. Yeah. So it is very interesting to me. One thing I want you to speak to uh, speak about a little bit was now this this kind of new age we're in of of worship. You got people that love. I don't think is as much of an argument now as it was maybe five or six years ago, uh, where you had this uh, contemporary versus. Uh, kind of traditional or moderate yeah. style and I'm not even talking about that what I want to get into is this okay. so you know I I've, I've been a student pastor now for 5 years and uh in in just 5 years half a decade the game has changed so drastically yeah it's crazy yeah um and and even you know my dad was a youth pastor for what, 17 200 years and was <laughs> hey, um and and he even he, he's mind blown by some of the things that that youth pastors today have to deal with yeah and he was only a youth pastor five years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's been a senior pastor since. And even when I tell him things today, he's like, man, I, we never had to deal with things like that. Kind of one of the interesting ones is, uh, so I've got friends all over that are worship leaders or have to do with worship to some capacity. You probably being the, the, the one I'm closest to. And uh, it, it is such a different day. Whereas back when you were leading worship at Extreme Life at Douglasville, it was kind of the cool thing, I think, it, and it was for me because I played drums for you for, for years, um, probably not well, but well, Come on,
1: to, man. to get good.
0: by. I mean, I'm no Wit or Jonathan or Tori, <laughs> you know, any of these guys. But, um, but it was cool back then to say, like, yeah, I play worship on Wednesdays, you know, I lead worship on Wednesdays. Whereas now, uh, it's not really that anymore. And one thing I've seen in student ministry, uh, and this is the perspective you'll get from me, is uh, it is impossible almost to get somebody to say, hey, I'm going to be the youth worship leader, unless they are a teenager within that student ministry, if that makes sense. So it's almost like gone are the days where you can get a a Kyle to be the the worship leader for your student ministry. Because I think now they've sort of transitioned into, well, now they're leading worship at these... Churches where that's what yeah. they do on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Speak to that a little bit. What I mean, have you seen that?
1: No, I mean I totally agree. I mean I think the the shift is more comfortable now. You know, right. even with with my role, um, the, the guy that you know has had my position before me at Midway, um, he was right in the trenches of you know, people walking up. Cause so just to give you a little context, the the church that I serve at is like 180 something years old yeah. and has went through the full transition of, you know, like from the older style to a uh, contemporary style using a band right now. And the guy before me went, went through that transition mm. and, um, you know, and there would be people that would walk up like right before a service and be like, "Hey, why are you ruining our church?" <laughs> right before you're about to step on and lead worship, like All right, here we go. Good yeah, good yeah. Um, if that were me, man, I would just crumble. Like I, um, so I mean, really, for me, like I, I got to walk into you know a, a pretty good place that had already been established and that transition had already been made. And so, but to say that, like, that's where churches are now. Like it's you know not not that not that every church is like that, you have churches on both ends of the spectrum, but it's not so rare that you have contemporary churches now with with younger worship leaders and that band style, where as 10 years ago, that was still kind of, you know, kind of testy waters and there was a lot of shifting parts. Yeah. But now it's very normal. And so a lot of those guys, instead of just leading in a student ministry environment where that could, you know, happen and it was more widely accepted, now it's more accepted to jump into a church and a worship pastor position.
0: To add to the perspective, uh, in the how, in the ten years my dad was a youth pastor at First Douglasville, he had three worship leaders. In those three or ten years, right? Yeah. So there was the first one, then you, and then uh, shout out Michael Catron, uh, Cat Daddy, or the three the three worship leaders that he had yeah. in ten years. In the five I've been here, <laughs> I've had five. So. Uh, and it's just because it, it, that's just kind of how it works, yeah. they, you know. Um, so we're more of a, a blended style mm-hmm. church. We're not traditional. We have a choir, but you we have a
1: huge team. choir,
0: huge choir. I love the dynamic that churches have now. Yes, I, I don't think everyone will agree with me. Uh, I, I like it though. I like yeah. that there's such a crazy variety of places to worship. We've seen here at First Baptist, um, great. Success. We've seen great, uh, a great amount of people that say, Hey, we love the choir. Yeah. We love being a part of the choir. It gives, I and mean, we have 100 plus people. That's 100 yeah, that's, plus people that's insane. that are serving. That's insane. And that choir goes on tour most times. You yeah. Know, this choir, I mean, we were just in Atlanta last week. They were singing at a church in Atlanta uh, and, and our pastor spoke. Yeah. So it's really cool to see. Then six miles down the road, you have a whole other dynamic yeah. where you're traveling and playing all over the place, getting to represent not just you, but also your church. Yeah. Um, I like that dynamic. I really do. It I like cool. that it's different, you know, in, in different places. Well, it
1: it seems to be, I, and I, I could be way off by this, but just from my view here, like, you're kind of moving away from the war of traditional first exactly. contemporary, you know, and it's more of like, this is what we do, it's our gift set, like, this is what reaches people, and so I, I love that it is kind of moving away from the war. Now, there are pastors and churches that are in transition, and they're right in the thick of it, Right, but... You know, for those that have kind of already established both ways, um, and there's peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's that's really cool. Like you're saying,
0: yeah, it's really interesting to see. It's something that I've had to deal with here. Um, you know, we have a large student ministry, but um, it's always whenever I tell my dad, like, yeah, I can't. It's hard to get a worship leader, and he's like, man, I just never <laughs> had that problem. Yeah. I'm like, I know, but now they're it was all like, different. Yeah, it is very different. So, uh, very interesting to see uh, this transition, but I think it's cool. So you have. Four beautiful daughters. Yes. Four and, and uh, one lovely wife named Jessica yes. who intimidates me because she's more athletic than I am. Dude, and same. It, <laughs> she is. Uh, I've known Jess for a long, long time. Maybe like six months longer than I've even yeah. known you. So I've known Jess a uh, long time. I always said she's like my older sister. I always said you're like my older brother. So, um but that ends up being weird. when you think? Because now y'all are married. Oh, man. Yikes.
1: Dude, that's very biblical right there. Not editing. Old Testament biblical.
0: <laughs> so, uh... Moses. How's that going? You got four... You yes. Have, you have four kids and they're all...
1: Okay, so... Girls. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the rundown. Um So I have a wife named Jessica and she is 28. And then I have a... Daughter named Lila, and she is seven. And my second daughter is London, and she is four. And my third is Oakland. She's two. She's wild. And then I have a seven-month-old. Oh, no, she's eight months now. Jeez. Indy. Indy. Yes. And so four yeah. girls, four proms, four weddings. Like, I'm saving now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, just for the record, I was, like, one of the first five people to hold Lila. So. Dude,
1: you... You, we, we give you full credit for helping Lila walk.
0: I Dude, I caught that thing on video. Yes, I caught her walking on video. Lila
1: walked her first steps were at a youth camp. Yep, I in, in Panama way. City, yeah. and it was a camp that Austin helped put on, and so he gets yeah. full credit for helping my daughter walk.
0: Thank you, man. No, thank you. Thanks um, for wearing that pink hat.
1: She <laughs> was she was walking to that hat. That's what I wasn't. <laughs> that's what happened. I wore it
0: two weeks and it yeah. changed my life. <laughs> um. Yeah, so cool. Hat so hat many colors. Yeah. So, a uh, lovely family. They're all awesome. You had a video basically go viral, at least in our area, um, of when y'all found out the, the sex of Indy.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, man. That blew up. That so,
1: that, we knew this was going to be our last kid um, that, that we'd have naturally. and uh, And so, my wife just had this intuition that it was going to be a boy. Mm. And... And my wife's intuition is usually pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's scary and aggravating, and (laughs) so she really thought. And my oldest, Lila, really wanted a baby brother too, Um, which she's she's a little mom in herself. But Mm -hmm. um, so we did this thing where we like we found out the sex, and I was gonna basically reveal it to the girls. We were hanging out in uh, Atlanta. We were at Atlantic Station in the park down there, and we had these cupcakes made. And, like, basically when you bit inside the cupcake, it would tell, you know, either pink or blue. And so, (laughs) like, (laughs) there's a video of them biting in the the cupcakes, and all of a sudden, Lila just is all tears and streaming (laughs) down her face. She sees that it's pink inside that cupcake, and she is sobbing. And then my wife starts crying, and then... London is looking like, should I continue to eat this cupcake? Because there's obviously something wrong with it. Some and Oakland is already on her second cupcake, so <laughs> does not matter. Uh but yeah, it was so funny and we we caught the whole thing on video and Lila and Jessica are crying and I had no doubt in my mind there was going to be a girl because I mean that's just what we make we make girls we, make girls. we do
0: oh man and they're they're awesome they they, they are own. incredible they're
1: incredible I love them I love being their dad and uh, I love the opportunity to raise them
0: I've known Lila since like right after birth and yeah, she still man. calls me Todd I don't get it <laughs> I don't get it uh, but hey whatever teach, teach her own. Um, that's cool, man. So you are at the time of this recording, you are actually leading worship for uh, an event that we're doing. Here yeah, at, uh, Yeah. now, so that'll be awesome.
1: Which how, like how many D nows is it for us now? I well, guess seven plus seven
0: plus three, right? Dang, yeah, plus a lot of cam. Yeah, man. If y'all don't know, so anytime um, it was kind of cool uh, how this has come full circle. But my my dad and Kyle had this one two punch for seven years, mm-hmm. and uh, now that I'm in the game and uh i get to travel and speak at a lot of places and the first person i i say hey if y'all need a worship guy yes i've got uh, a traveling worship band
1: he does screamo too
0: (laughs) (laughs) if that's your thing if that's your vibe on a wednesday night i've got Ah. kyle the screamer um but uh anytime i get asked to speak anywhere i'm always if they're in need of a band i go to kyle first um I, I brought appreciate to,
1: that so much. I man.
0: brought y'all to uh, Woodstock last year. You
1: did, man. We had a blast that night. And anytime
0: I do an event, um,
1: and let me just say I this: like talk. that was, that was like the first time I'd heard you speak in a while, mm. and it was next level. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I remember like listening that night and watching, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is what Austin's going to do. Like you were, you were next level that I night. It was that. incredible.
0: You were next level already, <laughs> and then you went up a, another step.
1: We were just climbing levels, We man. are, man. We were just climbing ladders <laughs> together.
0: Uh, we're so humble. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm the most humble guy. I know.
1: To be I, same. Honest. Well, until now.
0: Yeah. at yeah, well, ruin that. Um, Dang it. Yeah, so uh, I take Kyle anywhere. Anytime we do an event, I try and, and, and get Kyle. Now, Kyle's, uh, you know, uh, big time now, so he's just like, man, let me check my calendar. You know, and I'm like, oh, oh, I... I thought I was your calendar, you know what I'm saying?
1: Dude, that's because like sometimes I got to go to lunch and stuff, you know. Oh, that, well, that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, that's all it is. I'm <laughs> oh, just, sorry. I'm just checking to see if I got, you know, have an appointment at Moe's or something like right, that. Right. Yeah. So, it's those. nothing important.
0: Um, Kyle does my camp? He does yes. RD now.
1: I'm excited about camp. I
0: think you're leading for me at the time of this recording next Wednesday.
1: You um, know what we should do? I'm sorry. I, like I I think we should try to get Indy to walk at camp this year, just, yes, just dude. just to bring it back.
0: We have to. Jess didn't get to come to camp last year. No, that's well, that's because met. I
1: had to leave camp because of Indy. Because of Indy, she was being born.
0: I hope you remind her of that one
1: day. Well, quick story. So I leave two o'clock in the morning because my wife starts going into labor, During and it was hours. yeah, it was like the last day of camp, and so I just left, and I made it in four and a half, uh, which was incredible and very illegal, but I made it back, and my wife had Indy 81 hours later. Yeah, It was a long yeah. labor, and I totally could have been there for the last night of
0: camp. <laughs> I'm not mad. No, it's fine. I'm just bitter. Same. Uh, no, but shout out to Ben McAdams. And yeah, his, man. He did a great job leading.
1: Ben uh, and Nicole stepped and in. Nicole, in yeah. and I, That's what I'm saying, man. The, the team we team. have around us is incredible because the students didn't miss anything because those guys were in the room.
0: Yeah, great team. Well, uh, that's it, man. That's all we've got today.
1: Awesome, well, dude, I was honored to be here, and uh, I'm still honored right now in this moment because wow. uh, we we're just sitting here at this table um, drinking, drinking coffee. Drink coffee. Um, I'm Go sorry I, I couldn't get dark roast; it was medium was all they had. Is it Pike? It is Pike. Okay, yeah. It Again, a, like a word from our sponsors.
0: <laughs> no free plugs.
1: So this was very cool, and thanks for the opportunity, of course, um, to be your first guest.
0: Dude, you're my Will Smith. Dude.
1: <laughs> oh. Can we talk about that for a second, how he's supposed to be the genie in the new movie, and it looks like it could be real iffy?
0: Listen, I, I, I'm... Uh, in Aladdin. I try never to be a cynic about movies. Okay. I'm very cynical about this movie. <laughs> Same. But I saw that, because me and Anna really want to watch it. Yeah. But then when they showed Aladdin, you know, rub the lamp and it yeah. pops, uh, just basically blew Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is what it was. I mean, like... Pretty much. Yeah. But it's hard. That's that's big shoes to fill, Robin Williams. I mean, that is yeah. That's tough. That's it would matter matter. I, I mean, Will Smith is the only guy you can get. Yeah.
1: Which I mean, I guess was their thought, but
0: honestly, Jim Carrey maybe.
1: <sighs> He's out there, man. I don't yeah. know. He's, uh, yeah. Anyway, so the spiritual tie-in with this is that
0: <laughs> there's no spiritual. <laughs> no, there's <tie-in>. none. <laughs> and that's why uh, genies aren't real. It's all about Jesus, yeah. brother. Um, yeah. that's cool. Well, Kyle, thanks for being on. Yeah, man. First Thank guest you. ever. Make sure you, hey, uh, go ahead and plug yourself. Where can people connect with you? How can they book you uh, for their event? This is your moment.
1: So, my Instagram handle is at Kyle Edenfield.
0: I hope they remember that.
1: K Y L E (laughs) E D E N F I E L D. Mm -hmm. And if you want to book us, call my cell phone how you're going to get that i don't know I'm not, just send me a message that's what i'm saying i'm terrible at this like hey we'd love to be a part of your event but just know it's going to be a, a lasting relationship
0: it really just will know that I, i'm telling you right now i
1: i do not want to come play for your church one time and never see you guys again yeah we, we need to make this thing happen for years so he
0: will play nine square in the air with that's right your
1: i will and i love it and, and will. i will spike on them
0: he with, really will that's not a joke yeah and um,
1: until they embrace the gospel Come on with it. I will spike on them.
0: Follow us at YSM Podcast on Instagram. You can see behind the scenes, uh, every single time you can see who's coming up next. And speaking of who's coming up next, Ben Trueblood will be on the podcast no way. this week. Yep, the Ben True No ben. way. He will be on the podcast uh, oh my this gosh. week. It's coming out um, this week. <laughs> <All> <laughs> at the right. time of this recording, it's coming out this week. No way. Uh, but it's already... No, yeah, it'll be coming out after... You uh, see, so you're my first guest. So you're coming out today. Why did you have
1: to one-up me with Ben, though?
0: Man, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say I got two powerhouses
1: to come in. Y'all, don't miss this next episode. That's it's going to be good.
0: I can't wait. Interviewing Ben about uh, his perspective. He's, uh, in my world, uh, very big time. So you're going to you're gonna hear from him. We're going to be talking uh, over Skype. So if the audio is crisy then uh, <laughs> that's because I'm still learning this old time. I'm just a preacher. <laughs> um, but follow us at and Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and rate the show. If you don't rate it five stars, I will cry, Um, but you do you. You do your thing, whatever you want to do. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you all on the next one.